the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, it feels like a Monday, but it is a Tuesday. So you got one-fifth of the week out of your way. This is Arthur Idala. That's right. Keep your eye on the dollar and you never go wrong. It is so nice to be back. I'm... Uh, Boy, did I have a uh, an interesting couple of days out in uh, Long Island, and I will fill you in on that uh, momentarily. But we are going to start the week off and the new semester uh, in a very powerful way. We have gubernatorial candidate, a uh, no stranger to the Arthur Idala Power Hour, Congressman Lee Zeldin on the line. Congressman Zeldin, it's Arthur Idala. Thank you for finding the time to hang out with us at uh, 6.06 on a uh, Tuesday after Labor Day. I believe where you are the congressman they refer to today as Tumbleweed Tuesday. Is that correct, Congressman Zeldin? I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that uh, doesn't feel like a, a day that makes me excited to be back from a Labor Day weekend. You know, we're, we're going through a perfect weekend and uh, you wake up and it's Tumbleweed Tuesday. It feels like gosh, I <laughs> well, wish it was still the weekend out on the beach. I think the, I think the regulars in your environment, you know, right before uh, we started the, the weekend, I had a, a very prestigious doctor based out of Southampton saying how the coronavirus has affected Suffolk County in such a way, eastern Suffolk County, because there are now so many primary residents uh, that are there. And, and they're used to on today, all the uh, renters and the vacationers leave uh, as of uh, 5 p.m. yesterday and they they get their town back. But um, Congressman. I would like to talk to you about some of these polls that are out there. Why don't you just set the record straight? Um, everywhere I look, every newspaper, there's a lot of numbers going on. Tell the the listeners tonight on a Tuesday evening what what do the poll numbers look like for Congressman Zeldin in the in the gubernatorial campaign? Well, the new poll that's out from the last few days came from the Trafalgar Group. Uh, they are polling the race at forty seven forty three. It's about a four four and a half point difference. Uh, between myself and the governor and uh, the Trafalgar Group is a highly respected pollster. Real Clear Politics refers to them as the best. And uh, the, the sample actually oversampled Democrats. So it's a it's more of a cautious approach to sampling the, the gubernatorial race. And it's a good place for us to be as we uh, we're heading into Labor Day. And here we are the day after Labor Day, home stretch, about two months to go. Uh, I am very cognizant that back in 1994, the last week 
of that race of George Pataki against Mario Cuomo. The last six polls had Pataki down in all six. The closest had him down three. Four of the six had him down between 10 and 14. The average was 11 and a half. He won by three and a half. So the polls were 15 points out off in his favor the week leading up to the election. So we feel pretty good about where we are right now. Okay, and and look, I I could tell you with my own eyeballs. I see how hard you've been working. Um, I've run into you, or and I haven't bothered you at several different uh, uh, events that you've been out there and, and pounding the flesh and uh, raising some money. I gotta, I, I just have to ask you a, a question. As you know, I'm I'm a lawyer. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm a former prosecutor. I'm a criminal defense attorney currently uh, who oversees a law practice that does civil litigation and criminal litigation. But let's face it, everyone's talking about crime, crime, crime. And I have heard you say, but I, I want to make sure this is up-to-date information. I've heard you say that if you are the governor, uh, you would remove the sitting Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Is that still uh, Zeldin, uh, Congressman Zeldin's policy or, or, or what you're intending to do? Or is that up for debate? The first thing that I will do the first day that I am sworn into office is turning to the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg to notify him that he is being fired. Okay, and I'm just curious as someone whose office is in Midtown Manhattan, uh, the, the what do you think the uh, the ramifications or the uh, how do you, the folks in the county of New York, Manhattan, Manhattan as we call it, the, you know he's a duly elected District Attorney. He's the first African American District Attorney. What do you think the reaction is going to be? Uh, if that was to take place in New York, we don't have recall elections. We saw the district attorney in San Francisco get removed because of a recall election in New York. What we do have in the New York state constitution is that the governor of the state of New York has the authority constitutionally to remove a district attorney who refuses to enforce the law. I would argue that not only is it a constitutional authority, it is, the constitutional duty is the responsibility, it's the obligation of the governor to remove a district attorney who refuses to enforce the law. And Alvin Bragg, right on day one, he had his day one memo, all sorts of cases. Everyone remembers the Jose Alba case. And time and again, we've seen across the board all different kinds of offenses he's not prosecuting at all. Other offenses he's treating as lesser included offenses. You know, now it seems like we have the Bronx District Attorney competing for the title, as we saw Jesus Cortez sucker punched into a coma with a convicted sex offender who was out on parole, who puts on a glove. This glove wasn't like any other glove. It was a weapon caught on video. And the NYPD charges attempted murder. The district attorney reduces it to aggravated misdemeanor and assault. And then the person instantly gets released on Castle Spell. So listen, it's a message to any district attorney who is out there. If you think that DA stands for defense attorney instead of district attorney, go be a defense <laughs> attorney. No one's going to fault you. That's a great line. Prosecutor, your job is to enforce the law. And by the way, if you want to change the law, feel free to come up to Albany and advocate your case. But, but when you go back down to being the prosecutor of, say, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, if someone's breaking the law, you need to... You need to make sure you're protecting law-abiding citizens. You have to make sure you're backing up law enforcement out there with their necks out in the line. Uh, it's hard enough as it is to be an NYPD officer in New York City. We need to see the criminal justice system having the backs of law-abiding New Yorkers. We have to take our streets back. 
that is just one of many things that needs to get done in order to secure streets. It's removing a DA who refuses to enforce the law. Okay, Congressman, I know you have to go. I I just would like some parting words from you. Um, There are several people who I know who say, you know, I like uh, Lee Zeldin, but, you know, I don't like Donald Trump. As you're you're signing off here on the Authorized Dollar Power Hour, Mr. Zeldin, uh, Congressman Zeldin, just to those people who kind of want to vote for you, but they they they're they put off by your relationship with the former president of the United States. What message do you have to them? When everyone goes to vote for governor on Tuesday, November 8th, they're going to see two names on that ballot. They're going to see Kathy Hochul and Lee Zeldin. And for anybody out there who feels like our streets and our subways are safe and that everything's nice and affordable, the economy is robust and, and freedoms are being protected and you know the schooling has never been better, if you feel like everything's heading in the right direction in this state under Kathy Hochul, well, you know, then maybe she's your person. But if you feel like we need to save our city, save our state, we have to head in a better direction – we have to back our men and women in blue and repeal cashless bail and bring down energy costs and lower taxes and bring spending under control. And the list goes on. If you feel like they're heading in a better direction, the name that they're going to see on the ballot there next to, next to Kathy Hope is going to be Lee Zeldin. I ask for everyone's support, but I'm my own man. I look forward to being my own man, working with New Yorkers of all stripes, all parties, all ideologies in every county of this state to save this state. When they go to vote Tuesday, November 8th, look me up on that ballot. Let's work together to save New York. All right, Congressman, we look forward to uh, to the election. And God bless your wife and your, your twins. I'm sure they're going through uh, a lot and maybe not seeing much of their dad these days. But uh, I, I know in your heart it's all for the right reasons. So uh, that's it. We're wishing you well. I know you got to run. Thank you so much, Congressman, for finding the time. We really, we, we, really, we really wish you the best of luck. All right. That was a pleasant surprise that I found out that he was going to find some time for us. At, I think it was three minutes to six. Um, look, obviously, he doubled down on what he's what he would be doing uh, with the, the sitting district attorney. I mean, that is a bold statement. Uh, we were discussing amongst people who um, I respect their opinion. We were discussing different presidents. Of the United States, and someone said, you know, George H.W. Uh, Bush is one of his big issues. Was he said, you know, no new taxes, and then he raised taxes, and that's where Clinton came in to win. You know, Congressman Zeldin is pretty hard. What he just said, you know, he's firing uh, Alvin Bragg if he gets elected. You know, if he doesn't do that on day one, does he does he lose credibility? Alvin Bragg is in such a bad position politically because of this day one memo that he put out, which, by the way, he put out before he was ever elected. It's not like that was no surprise for anyone who's paying attention. All of his uh, agenda was on his website. It was no secret. Uh, and and you know, But then when he came out, it, the, people didn't really like it. Now he's the DA. If Lee Zeldin get, becomes co- Governor Lee Zeldin, if he does fire uh, Alvin Bragg, I don't think it's going to be pretty here in New York. And if he doesn't, well, then he lost a lot of credibility. Wow. Only here at 615 on the Idola Power Hour. Did we start off the week so great? We'll be right back.
Red Rain. See, that's Sambolino. He's back from Sesame Place. <laughs> playing the tunes. Scratching them out. Way to go, Sambolino, because it is raining. There are alerts all over the place uh, about flooding in New York City and uh, the transit system. That's why I'm going to be here late tonight with Imran. We've got a big deposition going on this week. Yes, every once in a while, Imran does stay here past 7 o'clock. <clears throat> it's kind of like Haley's Comet. But anyway, uh, I got to spend the weekend with my parents, who are in their 80s, and, and Imran's parents, who are just a little younger. And, you know, you, got, you can't help but think about, you know, hospitals and rehabilitation centers when you look at people at that age. But, you know, it can happen at any age. We have John Esposito, who's here. He's in his 60s, and the guy was walking around like he's the walking wounded uh, it's only a matter of time, possibly, until he has to be in a nursing home. And, you know, all kidding aside, financially, that's devastating stuff, really. Because you think you've saved up and saved up, saved up. That could get wiped out in no time. You're not supposed to panic. you got to call our friends at Connors & Sullivan, attorneys at law, lawyers who have been doing this and been in this field for 40 years. They have helped hundreds and hundreds of people just like you and your family Make sure that they do not suffer bankruptcy because of the costs of medical care. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid bankruptcy. So call Connors & Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. That's 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. They have offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. It's never too late. The time to act is now. So don't wait. Call Connors and Sullivan today at 718-238-6500. And trust me, folks, after you call them, you'll be so glad that you did. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. The New York Times just published a hyperventilating expose about conservative state officials, quote, weaponizing against climate action. Of course, it has the same old tropes, science denial, words like conspiring, and, of course, accusations of secrecy. As someone involved in the investment industry, I've watched for a decade as left-wing activists have secretly conspired to use investor money to push an agenda at odds with the investor's interest. They've done it quietly, often funded by undisclosed sources. Now the silent majority is awake and a number of state treasurers are actually confronting this trend. So now... All of a sudden, the New York Times is worried about states making financial decisions. But these officers are simply doing their job. They're asking companies to stick to their day job and stop sticking it to their state's energy industry. These state officials aren't the ones who started the politicization of business, but they're the ones who are getting busy with efforts to stop it. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 
this your version of like pushing back on the Zeldin interview? And this is like your Hokel endorsement? Is that what's going on here? No, I'm, I mean, prob- put- I'm probably voting for Zeldin. Well, I'm not telling you. My father said to me a long time ago, the reason why there's a curtain in the voting booth is that's your own personal preference. So I'm not asking you who you're voting for. Uh, I usually uh, I usually go third party myself. I like to uh, empower the uh, the little person. Uh, I think the reason why you played that song was was that Bananarama? Yes, it was. Did I pronounce it correctly? I believe you did. Now, didn't they have a song that like went to number one years ago? Was that the song? Uh, that may have been the song Venus number one in uh, what year was it? That uh, like 1970 was it like 52 years ago, something along the line. <laughs> 1986. Wow. Oh, right. 1986. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, he really just doubled down there, uh, uh, Congressman Zeldin, about, about the, the DA uh, in Manhattan. You know, I, I, I mean, he didn't hedge at all. Um, I just don't know. You know, the way there, I'm not saying Alvin Bragg, the district attorney, has the kind of foul following that President Trump does. Uh, but the way they're saying, you know, if they indicted President Donald Trump, you know, there would be blood in the streets and civil war. I don't know if they uh, throw the sitting district attorney out of office who uh, basically, by the way, throughout, it seems like from everything I've read, I don't know any inside information throughout the investigation into Donald Trump. So, you know, it's in a weird way. He's almost like in a Bill de Blasio um uh, state like the progressives turned their back on de Blasio because they felt he wasn't progressive enough and um, obviously the conservatives you know didn't like him at all and it's almost the same thing with Bragg because the, the district attorney of New York I don't think that the progressives are happy that you know he brings in just so you those of you who don't know he did something that I don't have a re- recollection of it ever having been done and it never was done in the the Joe Hines administration. What um, what the DA in Manhattan did was um, he brought in a lawyer, a very prestigious lawyer, from in private practice. So and brought him in and said, "I want you to run this investigation into Donald Trump." It would be like if today, and that was done by Bragg's predecessor. It would be like uh, today if Bragg called me. And said, Arthur, I'm doing an investigation into whatever. Just pick pick a topic, and I want you to run the investigation. And I said this from the beginning. Um, it, the DA before Bragg was Cy Vance. What message are you giving the lawyers in your office when you have to call someone from the outside in to work on a case? Uh, Mark Pomerantz. Uh, was a former federal prosecutor. He did very, very well in p- private practice. He has an excellent reputation. I believe he's in his late 60s, early 70s. And that's who Cy Vance brought in as a special ADA to oversee the Trump investigation. And he did that along with uh, basically his chief of the office, uh, who, uh, oh gosh, I forget his name. Uh, Judge Cameron knows his name. But he's the one who actually argued down in the United States Supreme Court that allowed this investigation into Donald Trump to come through and and allowed certain subpoenas to be uh, issued. And Trump had to um, follow those subpoenas, abide by them. And then Bragg comes in 
And within a very short amount of time, he says, yeah, I, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. Like, no one really knows what he said. But all we know is Pomerantz resigned and the, the Vance's former chief, who is still there working on the Trump investigation, resigned. Um so it seems like the Trump investigation started the Manhattan DA's office by uh, Cy Vance and was ended by the more progressive. So Cy Vance was viewed as a moderate. Uh, the more progressive uh, district attorney, Alvin Bragg, which if you're following this little like these, these, these roads that we're all on, oh, conservatives only do this and liberals only do that and Democrats are here and Republicans are there. Well, you would not think that the more progressive individual would be uh, ending the investigation against the more conservative uh, target, that being President Trump. But he did that. But I um, so they're saying, you know, if you indict Trump, the world's going to go crazy or the, the country's going to go crazy. If you wouldn't if you if, if Governor Lee Zeldin comes in and says, I'm getting rid of Alvin Bragg because, you know, he didn't enforce certain laws. I don't, you know, I'm I'm looking out the window right now. I'm looking at the NBA store. I'm looking at Barnes and Nobles. I'm looking at uh, Tommy Bahamas. These are all stores that were boarded up, boarded up with with plywood, after the George Floyd riots. Um, these they were boarded up with plywood on election night. Brought tears to my eyes that in in the United States of America, in New York City, on election night for the president of the United States. The head of the NYPD and, and the mayor's office thought that had Trump won, things were going to blow up so bad here that people were going to go breaking windows um, and stealing things, and rioting. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. If I'm Lee, I, I understand maybe this is what Lee Zeldin has to say to get elected. But uh, I, would not, I would not advise anyone... Uh, to say, okay, yeah, the first thing I'm going to do is take another individual who was um, duly elected and throw him out of office. I would say the first thing, if I was running for governor, I would say the first thing I'm going to do is call Alvin Bragg up to Albany as the governor and sit him down with several of the cases that, that and to his credit, Congressman Zeldin rattled off and say, I want to do a little case review. Now, I don't believe, uh, maybe speaking out of school, I don't believe uh, Congressman Zeldin has any prosecutorial background, but I could be 100% wrong about that. Um, so I'm talking that definitely in my comfort zone. But I would say, okay, tell me why you reduced the charges here. Tell me why you dismissed the charges here. Tell me why you gave such a lenient sentence here. Tell me why when today, uh, September the 6th, there's these all these articles about how uh, the NYPD and the MTA are fighting so hard against rising fares, uh, fare evasion. They're going to lose a half a billion dollars, a half a billion, $500 million. They're, they're on track to lose in 2022, 180 million acts of fare evasion for a company that's that meaning the MTA that's in $2.5 billion of a hole. So hypothetically, if all fare evasion was stopped, at least instead of being a $2.5 billion hole, they'd only be in a $2 billion hole. Um, I would sit down and say, Mr. District Attorney, please tell me why you've done this in the past. And now that I'm the governor, I need to know what policies you're going to change because I do not feel comfortable 
that you are enforcing the laws that you raised your right hand and swore to uphold. Um, and then if the DA thumbs his nose at you, but they don't, now you're, you're, you have, you're in a better position to say, okay, I, I gave you a chance and you're out. Um, I, I, guys, again, Bragg got in trouble because he got off on a really wrong foot. I, if if Lee Zeldin is the is the next governor, um, you know I will support whoever the next governor is because they're going to be our governor for four years. Um, I will uh, I, I would not advise him that that, that the, on January first, whenever he gets sworn in at noon, uh, he he sends a letter to Alvin Bragg saying you're out. Um, now I've been told that there may not be a third party candidate in the governor's race uh, this year. Now, I'm not so out of line for thinking there would be because this is going to be the first time since 1946 that there is not a third party uh, candidate for governor. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll just write someone in. I mean, I can think of people who would be, who would be excellent governors. Um, it said, I, you know, I don't, I can't point to any candidate recently that I feel strongly about. I mean, I did feel strongly about Tom Swazi. I think he's got all the skill sets in being an accountant and a lawyer and a former chief executive. I think he has very excellent leadership abilities. You know, I would, I could see him being a, a very good leader. Um, you know, look, I wish the best to Mr. Zeldin. I list to, to Congressman Zeldin and, and Governor Hochul. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not excited. Like, there's no one there that I'm I'm excited about. Um, I was excited about Councilman Dominic M. Recchia Jr. I knew he was going to be great. Um, Obviously, Giuliani, then Bloomberg. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. You think I should run for governor? Maybe we'll take some calls in the next half hour. Let's talk about that. We'll be right back. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It is Tuesday. That means it's time to travel, and Linda Perillo and I will tell you how to do it best. That's Travel Tuesday tonight at 7, only on Radio Night Live here on AM 970, The Answer. There's a lot to learn and understand when getting ready to buy a home. Having a right lending team in place who can help is important. The lending experts at Citizens Bank can answer your questions about home borrowing or how to get started with a mortgage pre-approval. Call Citizens Bank at 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Want more? AM 970 The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 Fan Club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent, but then I tried Babbel. Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is all conversation-based, so it gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world. You'll really see a difference in how you can speak and how conversational you can be in just a few weeks. Babbel isn't just lessons. You can listen to podcasts, play games, watch videos. You can even take live online classes with a language teacher. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. 
The lessons online and in the app make it easy to learn from pretty much anywhere. University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Eight eight. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, welcome back. It is six thirty-two on a rainy Tuesday. Yes, it is still raining, at least here in Midtown Manhattan. Look, I know we need the rain, especially we're talking to Congressman Lee Zeldin. I know out in Suffolk County, I believe Nassau and Suffolk, they need the rain. Um, but just be careful out there because it's it's real rain and it's red rain. I love that uh, by Peter Gabriel. Um, if anyone wants to call in and chat, it's 877-970-2999, 877-970-2999. We can talk about Lee Zeldin. We can talk about the subway. We can talk about what you guys did for Labor Day weekend. Uh, we can talk about anything you want to talk about. 877-970-2999. Um, I do want to just touch base about what I did a little early. Like, I guess it was a week ago tonight. I went to go see Roger Waters. He is the singer and the co-founder of Pink Floyd. Today, he is 79 years old. Now, I have seen him two previous times. I saw him at Yankee Stadium play the whole album, The Wall. And I saw him at the Barclays Center uh, give a tour called Us and Them. And at the Yankee Stadium show, I don't remember him doing any politics at all. I may be wrong about that, but it was one of the top three musical performances I've ever seen. It was spectacular. They build the wall or they take down the wall uh, as the show goes down. And it was that at one the new Yankee Stadium. It was the biggest wall that they'd ever done in the history of Pink Floyd. It was huge. Um, tear down the wall. So I think it starts with the walls up and then it comes down. And they have helicopters and it, it was just, it was really a, a, a real show. It was a visual eye candy. Um and then at the Barclay Center, he was fantastic. The band is great. The, the song selection was great. And his big political thing was he had a big pig floating around and it had Donald Trump's face on it. Um, he's known uh, amongst many as being an anti-Semite, like he, he's a big-time anti-Semite. And we've had conversations, and you could call in about that, if, he, if there's a, a performer whose political beliefs or hate beliefs you disagree with, but you really appreciate their performance, will you still go and see them? 877-970-2999. You know, this show that I just went to go see, so at the Barclays, he had a pig floating around with Trump's face on it. But I don't remember any big speeches. If there were, it was minimal. This show at Madison Square Garden, where I took Luca and I went with with my brother-in-law Lawrence and Imran and, and Chris Hassan and his son Julian, 
every song had some sort of either prologue before it or epilogue or during it where there was some type of political tie-in. Maybe not every song, but at least seven out of ten. And I didn't agree with a lot of what he was saying, maybe most of it. But even if I did agree with it, and it was, it was he took down everyone from Ronald Reagan to, to Biden and everyone in between. No one escaped. Bob, Obama, Clinton, George W. H. W. The whole nine yards. He talked about that they were all war criminals and how many people they all killed. Um, and um, the song selection was not as good as it was. It was it was great but disappointing. Does that make sense? Um, call in, let us know what you're thinking, what's on your mind, what's, what, what are your thoughts about the governor's race, what's your thoughts about what you did this weekend, 877-970-2999. Matt Cimbalino, who do we have on the line? We have Viviana in Brooklyn. Hi, Viviana. Hi, Viviana. It's Arthur Idala. Thanks for calling in. What's going on? What a pleasure, uh, and I thank you for taking my call. You're, you're hitting the meat and potatoes of, of New York City. My biggest point on um, Mr. Zeldin, you think about Bragg, who should have been already dismissed. Um, remember, he decides to um, criminalize the small business owner. He jailed him. And did he even um, jail the girlfriend? Did he, did he cause her to suffer any repercussions for what was done? So I believe that he has to come in serious about what's going on. Uh, I think uh, Kasmatidis said it just beautifully in his show. We have to have common sense leaders. And do you know, I, I know you know the political um, uh, different backgrounds of people. He was put in by Soros. Soros wants to destabilize um, the city. He wants well, to destabilize the nation. Well, Viviana, the only issue that, or fact check I'm going to do on that is I'm not saying Soros didn't give him money, but uh, the woman who ran against him, uh, whose name always escapes me, she was the former chief of the Brooklyn DA's office, and I believe she was a former Manhattan ADA. Uh, she put in, and she got ostracized for it, she put in $8 million, $8 million of her own money. So she significantly uh, outspent... <laughs> Uh, um, Mr. Bragg, but you know, she definitely ran on a platform of a much more law and order platform. Liz Crotty, who is now, uh, she's one of the, um, commissioners for Eric Adams. She was the one who ran on a straight up law and order, uh, platform. But Viviana, how do you think the people in Brooklyn, I'm sorry, the people in Manhattan, uh, and he maybe even the Bronx because Congressman Zeldin alluded to the fact that, you know, he doesn't think that the the, the, the district attorney in the Bronx, uh, who's an African-American woman, uh, Darlene Clark, Darcel Clark, uh, she's a former judge. I mean, how do you think citizens who voted these people in would react if a new governor comes in and takes them away? Um, well, I'll answer you this way. Uh, you have people that are put in for political purposes. And if the former administration did not do what they're supposed to do, which is hold these people's feet to the fire, how are you going to retain them? I agree with you that he should have that sit down. But very shortly after that sit down, you don't see any change. Then it's time for them to go. We have the city that's out of control because they know that, um, this guy's not going to prosecute. 
and now the Bronx Bronx DA is following suit. Uh, who's next? Queens, Staten Island? I don't think so in Staten Island. But the thing is, it's time to rein in these people that are currently in the positions of power. If they will not cause the criminals to shake in their boots, if they will not uh, support the NYPD, and I think his um, lieutenant governor needs to be speaking even more with him in terms of the crime. She's former NYPD. She resigned it, didn't she, Arthur? I believe I believe you're correct. Vivian, thank you so much for this call. And let me just, uh, so you know that I haven't, Totally lost it. The woman who ran against Alvin Bragg it was a close, close race was uh, Talia Weinstein uh, and Tolly Weinstein. And she's the one who's her husband put in eight million bucks and, and they went crazy on her. I appreciate you calling in. All right. I will. I will. Don't worry. I'll, I'll do my homework. Um, I think we have uh, Chris and Beth Page. Chris, uh, are you uh, are you on the line? Yes, Arthur. How you doing? Good. Thanks for calling in. What's going on? So, Arthur, um, you know, I really want Zeldin to obviously win this election. But um, just one thing, um, where, is he going to get out ahead of this whole woman's right abortion issue? Like, I mean, I think if he's smart, uh, I mean, that special election was held. I forget the two guys, but uh, Hochul was out there. All she was running on was this women's rights and abortion. And it was very effective. And. Um, you know, who, the person who should have won that seat, the Republican, lost to the Democrat. And, um, you know, I'm just wondering, like, does Zeldin have a plan? Because well, what do you honest, think? What do you think his plan? If you were going to talk to him, Chris, you know, let's just say he jumps back on the line. He's like, Arthur, I, I'm calling back in. It's Congressman Zeldin. I see I got Chris from Beth Page. Chris, what do you think I should be doing on the abortion issue? This is exactly what I would do. And believe me, I have a lot of women in my life, young women who really care about this issue, this is what I would say. Listen, if I get elected governor of New York, I'm not going to, I'm not here to change the current abortion laws. I'm not. I may be pro-life. I may lean that way, but I'm not here to change what's established law. So I want to put that to rest. And I want to take that out of, gov- uh, out of Governor Hochul's quiver. I want to take that issue right off the table. And he really should. He should just say, listen, I'm not going to change the abortion laws as constituted, okay? Uh, they will stay the way they are, even though I am pro-life. But that's not what I'm running for. I'm clearly what's way above that is reducing crime, um, hopefully getting down inflation, maybe cutting taxes, uh, education. I would just emphasize those things, but I would definitely take the women's issue off the table. Well, it's, it's interesting. For that. No, I hear you. I, I, Chris, I'm not disagreeing with you. I tried to that last question. You know, his team was on the, he's got only five minutes. They got five minutes. I mean, he kept talking. So thank God it were more than five minutes. But when I asked him, you know, there are people who don't like Donald Trump, but like you, you know, how could you differentiate, differentiate yourself? And that would have been a great answer. The, the, what Chris, what you just said. So, uh, who knows? Maybe his people are still listening to the show. and But I think it's an issue that needs to be addressed. And if they are going to do these debates, which it seems like they're going to do at least one or two, uh, you know there's going to be a question about it. So, Chris from Bethpage, you're on it. Thanks for calling in to the Arthur Idola Power Hour. Um, I am going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Uncle Chris who I got to spend a little bit of time with over this weekend. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about politics and we'll talk about a little bit about fun. 
So uh, don't go anywhere because I'm sure my man Sambolino's got some good tunes he's going to be spitting for you right now. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732 863 Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. We all know summer is coming to an end, which means Invite Health is having our annual Labor Day buy one, get one free sale. The sale is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Say hello to the change of seasons the right way by learning more about how to stay healthy from me, Dr. Amanda Williams, right here on AM 970 The Answer, Monday through Friday at noon. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Give us a call to order by phone or to speak with a degreed healthcare professional seven days a week at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person, by phone, or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited time, buy one, get one free Labor Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Invite Health, get healthy, stay healthy. If you love Broadway, movies, and music, then tune into Broadway at the Russian Tea Room Sunday afternoons at 5. Host Rob Taub interviews the biggest stars, writers, and directors, plus film and theater critics, along with people behind the scenes, from doctors and fitness experts to casting directors, stagehands, and dressers. It's the only show of its kind, and it's right here on AM 970, The Answer. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. We don't need no education. We don't need no thoughts control. Thank you. 
November 30th, 1979, this album came out. It was my first semester at Poly Prep in Brooklyn, New York. I remember listening to it with a guy named Robert Feaster. I was like, wow, this is a little different than the Sinatra Dean Martin music my folks are playing in the house. Um, and I, I talked about going to see Roger Waters. Well, I've spent a lot of time with Uncle Chris uh, the last week. And I went to go see Roger Waters with Uncle Chris. What's up, Uncle Chris? Hello, Uncle Chris. Uncle Chris, he's still there. Yeah, we are. What's the matter with you? You don't know how to use the modern technology? Oh, man. That's working on your end, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First and foremost, I I want 60 seconds on your review of the Roger Waters uh, Pink Floyd uh, concert. Well, I mean... Oh God! You know what I'm going to say. It was like an Antifa rally. I, mean, really. <laughs> I, I listen. I caught him in 2007 when he brought uh, when he came to the Garden. He did the whole um, Dark Side of the Moon. It was incredible. Okay, I saw him with you in 2017 again at the Barclay. Yeah, a little political. I could take it. In fact, I think people that are more conservative can deal with it. They know what to expect. I, I think more liberal people. They're going to ban it, all right? So I went there. I took my son. Uh, by the way, your nephew was here, Julian. I wanted you to get his, his opinion on the show. I taught him about music. I had nothing uh, political when I introduced him to Pink Floyd or any of the other artists that are, for the most part, liberal. But I wanted to take my son and share the moment with you and your son for a great rock uh, and roll uh, icon. And unfortunately, he's just become so political that... Um, it just took away. Now, don't get me wrong. I got moved. When he played I Wish You Were Here, I, that's for my brother Joe, I, I, I cried. But, you know, the rest of the show, I'm like, okay. I, I mean, so what do we get? About five old songs. Sheep was great. It was great to be comfortably numb. I know Luca loved that one, but started shoving it down his throat. And I don't yeah, think that's was... a disclaimer in the beginning. He gave a disclaimer in the beginning. Right. Maybe he should have done it before you bought your tickets and said, okay. Hey, <laughs> yeah, he said, if you don't buy my... He said, if you, you don't know, like my politics, you know, go to the bar, go have a drink at the bar or something like that. But as I say, Chris, it, it wasn't, and I told you this, it wasn't even his messaging. Like, even if I agreed with every word that came out of his mouth, it was like too much. I went to go see a rock show. I didn't much. go to right. see a political, uh, you know, debate right. between you know, Bill O'Reilly and Donald Trump. I went to go hear, right. you know, this, the, 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 the tunes. Um, and Julian, are you there, my godson? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Just got done with football <laughs> practice. Julia, did you enjoy yourself going to a concert at Madison Square Garden? Yeah, I thought it was fun and everything, but yeah, I guess I, you know, I don't, I don't really care for too much in politics um, at this stage in my life. But uh, I kind of found it. I mean, kind of. Uh, I mean, he kind of took too much time for his own songs and didn't play some of the songs that I would have wanted to hear. I didn't play Hey You. Yeah, listen, I know you you kept complaining about that. Um, Uncle Chris, was there anything else you wanted to talk about when you called in before I put you on the uh, the rock and roll critique circuit? <laughs> no, I, well, I, you know, I had a great time in, at your house. Thank you for your hospitality. I love talking with Assemblywoman uh, Chick uh, Idala about politics. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, get, getting her going. That, that would be my mother, who's who's a diehard Democrat, 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 and Uncle Chris maybe not so much. So yeah. So what, was that you, Monday or Sunday when you guys were going at it? It was 
yesterday. She's a special type of Democrat. I just want to let you know, okay? <laughs> She's a special type of Democrat. Um, listen, we only hope that whoever's elected can, can make things better. And, and unfortunately, right now, I don't think um, things are going the right direction. It was funny, played, uh, hey, teacher, leave us kids alone. I had my first day with the students today. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, do my best to educate them. Even the most important thing to teach them, you know, being good people, being polite, being respectful. I told them that as my classroom rule, you know, um, and, and with that, uh, I can only hope adults can take the same uh, lesson. And uh, it doesn't seem like that right now in the, in the political realm, on the world, or turning on the TV. And I was just hoping to get a little relief from that at a concert and rock and roll. <laughs> I didn't get it. I'm actually going to see the original uh, drummer for Pink Floyd um, at the end of the month at the Paramount. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what, uh, what, what, what he says. But, uh, uh, you, know, you know, music takes you away from your problems. Or, or the blues was, was created, which was really the, the influence of so many rock and roll bands like the Stones you love. And that was just to, you know, sing and get over your problems. Now it seems like, you know, it just it just magnifies them, you know? I uh, All right, Uncle Chris, we're running out of time. I Thanks. I mean, we, we had the best time. I'm going to talk about it right now. But, yeah. and Julian, be a good boy. Good luck in school. Um, so that, that, that's, 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 thanks, that, that's the family I've chosen. They're not blood, but they're like blood. Um, so real quick, I left you guys Wednesday night with a bunch of my high school buddies. Uh, it was, I think there was 10 of us all together and we cooked and ate and drank, uh, at my house in Long Island. And I think that wound up around 4 a.m. And then the next day was like a weird experience for me because I really had nothing to do. I mean, I had three or four, there was four of us still hanging around. Um, uh, Dr. Mike, Derek, who you heard on the radio and, and the other man we referred to as the president, um, you know, we spent the whole day and night. We went out for lunch. We went out for dinner. I, as I said, I wasn't really checking emails. Obviously, I stayed in touch with Marianne and, and Luca and the family. But I was like, I'm on vacation. and But it's like a staycation. So you know where you are. You know what you're doing. It's, it was very, very relaxing. Uh, that was Thursday. And then um, Friday, I still had people staying over my house uh, from my high school days. And they left around 11 and luckily I had a nice little cleaning service come in who I've been using for a while and I worked with them and we cleaned up the whole house until I don't know 2 30 when my parents showed up and my sister and brother-in-law and niece and nephew um who else oh and then spring showed up my buddy um and so we did Friday afternoon and we did Friday night I ran to go see Arthur and Marianne because they were at like a kitty's bonfire so I spent time with them then I came back and my buddy Bitter and I wound up staying up until, I don't know, 2.33. We're in the hot tub. It was cold out there uh, those evenings, Thursday night and, and Friday night. And um, then Saturday, I know then I get a text on Friday from one of my friends saying, you know, we were supposed to go to Maryland, but that fell through. Um, is there any chance you guys have an extra bed? So I told my nephew, Nicholas, well, you're getting thrown out of this bedroom. And um, I texted my friend back, of course, I have a, an extra bed. I... It's very hard for me to say no. So he um, shows up with his wife. who They're very, very good friends of mine. And my sister winds up inviting people over. And then there's just the regulars. Imran comes, pops in. Mike Sabella pops in with his wife and another couple. And it's 
I and then like you would think, okay, it's well, Arthur had a party on Wednesday, and then he relaxed on Thursday, and then Friday was kind of half a party, then Saturday was another party. No, no, on Sunday more people came. Uncle Chris texts me on Saturday afternoon, hey, we we're supposed to go to my friend's house with the kids and the family, but the host got COVID. Any chance you guys got a bed? Oh, sure. Okay, Paul, when are you leaving? Well, you're leaving, um, you're leaving Sunday late afternoon. Okay, we'll change the sheets and we got a new bed. Well, you, your wife, for a bed for your wife and your daughter. You and Julian can sleep on on one of the couches. No problem. It was. I asked, uh, and then Monday. So Monday yesterday, I'm thinking, all right, there's not going to be anyone here. Oh yeah. My mother's there, my father's there, my sister's there, my brother-in-law's there, my niece's there, my nephew's there, Uncle Chris is there, his wife is there, his son is there, his daughter is there, and then Uncle Josh calls with Uncle Mike and Carly. Okay, you guys come over. And, I mean, it was hilarious. Doug was there. He's playing the guitar. I got guests from, I had guests from 2 o'clock on Wednesday until 5.04. That's when they pulled out of the driveway. Nonstop. The food, the drink. The music, the fun, the joy, the laughter, the respect, the intellectual conversations, the non-intellectual conversations, the ribbing, the joking. We're talking about high school, law school, district attorney's office, private practice, every part of my life. And obviously, what a joy to have my mother and father there uh, at this point in their life. Judge Daniel Adato came over, 97 years old. Um, Uncle Billy, whose birthday is next week. It was just, it was a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I hope all of you uh, got to have some time with friends and family and, and blow off some steam the way I did. And now it's a new semester. Work, work, work. We'll be back tomorrow. The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.